The Boston Bruins have won three games in a row thanks to Matt Grizzlick's overtime heroics in overtime against the Chicago Blackhawks. And it appears Jacob Chikrin is still on the Bruins' radar despite suffering an injury against the Bruins over the weekend. Let's get into today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins, shall we? Your Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be, as well as take a look around the NHL. Today is Wednesday, March 16th, and I want to thank you so much for making Locked On Bruins your first listen every day. The podcast is free and available on all podcast platforms, Monday to Friday, uh, as well as on YouTube. So please do hit that subscribe button. Each new episode will be automatically added to your feed for you to download, listen, and enjoy. Uh, If you want to rate and review, that would be also very much appreciated. If you're watching in the video, you saw someone sneak in there. Boys are pretty excited today as we are heading into Toronto to visit Ripley's Aquarium. A big March break outing here. Very tempted to stop in at the Blue Jays store as well, seeing as they are making some moves. But that is for the Locked On Blue Jays podcast to discuss. What else? Please do follow the Twitter account at LockedNHLBruins. You can also find us on Instagram, same handle. And I am at ENC McLaren. You can find all my hockey tweets, dad jokes, life updates. Been covering this team for... 17 years for various outlets, and uh, it's an intriguing time to be a Boston Bruins fan, no doubt, with the trade deadline just a few days away, and uh, this team playing very, very well as of late, including an overtime win in Chicago over the Blackhawks last night, a game in which Marc-Andre Fleury was showing us all that for him not to be on a playoff team would be uh, a crime against hockey. Uh, he put it in an all-world 46-save outing, uh, keeping the Bruins at bay most of the night in very frustrating fashion. Uh, but to his credit, Linus Allmark played well as well, uh, remaining sharp despite having, you know, less than half of the workload of Marc-Andre Fleury. Allmark made 19 saves, but some huge ones on uh, Kirby Dock, breakaway attempt, Alex Debrinkit's third period point blank chance, and, um, you know, matching Fleury as best he can, despite the limited workload. Um, Allmark said... Admiration is for after games, not during. It gets me a little fired up, obviously, because he's doing a tremendous job of stopping pucks. He's playing with a lot of energy, and he's done that for so many years. Allmark said he's a great goaltender. That's it. But admiration during the game, no. Afterwards, we look at the game. I would say he's terrific tonight. But Bruce Cassidy described Allmark's 
performance as under control and pointed to those saves I mentioned earlier as crucial to Boston's overtime win. Uh, he seemed square. He was tracking them well. He was ready to recover. They don't have a high volume of shots, um, but the moments when they do get those high-quality chances, you need those saves, and Allmark certainly came through. Um, it was his first game since March 7th, as Jeremy Swayman has you know, slowly but surely taken over uh, leading duties between the pipes. Uh, but Allmark, and this is why a big reason why many of us have come to love Allmark, love this partnership, uh, the way they support each other. He said, uh, you know, he's been there before. He's been in situations where he's not playing as much as the other goalie, but he's very happy for Swayman. Uh, because he's doing a terrific job bringing it every night, every day as well. As long as he as he does that and has that smile of his, I can't complain, Allmark said. As long as we're winning, that's what I'm happy about. You know, he was signed four-year, $5 million contract. If you look at the depth chart, cap-friendly, you would assume that Allmark would be the number one guy. He's older, more experienced. Swayman still on his entry-level deal, but as we get closer to the playoffs, it really seems as though uh, Swayman will be the guy, and it's huge to have a supporting presence in Allmark there, not some guy who's going to sit back and sulk that he's not playing <clears throat> like Yaroslav Halak did last season, but someone who's going to come in, be supportive, and play well when called upon. Now, the Bruins looked to have gone ahead late in the game when Charlie Coyle scored on Flurry, but the goal was immediately disallowed by on-ice officials for goalie interference. Boston challenged, really showed that Riley Stillman was the player to knock Flurry on his ass, but the call was upheld, and Cassidy was still very confused by the decision after the game. He said he watched it 10 times, Still didn't see where there's interference. And the failed challenge put the Bruins on the penalty kill late in the third period. Uh, so it's risky to have even made that call. Cassidy said typically he wouldn't have challenged with five minutes to go. But he thought it was so obvious that it was a goal and they mistook uh, one of the Bruins players for the guy who slid into Flurry. Um National Hockey League is always looking for more offense, Cassidy said. Thir certainly thought that was a good goal. And he imagines at some point the Bruins will get in touch with the league to find out exactly what was behind that decision. Despite that controversial moment, the Bruins didn't sulk. Uh, they remained focused on getting the two points, which they did when Grizzlick rifled home a no-doubter early in overtime. Before we get to that goal, I want to quickly talk about uh, Built Bar, the best-tasting protein bar on the market. You know, we're getting well into March here, and pretty much everybody's abandoned their New Year's resolutions. I've been 
sticking to one of mine, which is to eat better thanks to Built Bar. It almost feels like it's not really a resolution because I actually enjoy eating them. I don't even think about it, especially their puffs. They're a protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, marshmallowy, not just a protein bar. It really tastes like a treat. They're covered in 100% chocolate. They're good for you as well. Only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, 17 grams of protein. At Built Bar, they're all about the taste. They make it delicious first, then figure out how to make it healthy. I don't know how they do it, but they're geniuses, and they pull it off every time. Go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. On Monday, March 21st at 3.30 p.m. Eastern Time, tune into the Locked On Fantasy Hockey's live deadline reaction show to get all the on-ice fantasy and betting analysis you need from hosts Steel Roden and Flip Livingstone. Plus, Catch my own live show at 3 p.m. for immediate reaction on the Boston Bruins moves at or before the deadline. Thank you again for making Locked On Bruins your first listen every day. We're having a great month here on the podcast, and I know you are all excited about the Bruins winning ways as of late, what they might do at the trade deadline, and uh, I am very appreciative of you making this podcast at least one of your go-tos when it comes to uh, Boston Bruins information. And I try to bring uh, all the latest in entertaining, knowledgeable fashion here on the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast every uh, single day. That was Matt Grizzlick, who scored his first career overtime goal when he took a Taylor Hall feed ripped a wrister past Flurry with 140 gone in overtime to seal the 2-1 victory. Uh, it was David Posternak who really opened up the space uh, to create that opportunity. Um, he said he just wanted to get open for Halsey and Pasta, two unbelievable players, and he knew one of them was going to find him, find some open space. They're both super creative. He wanted to move away from the blue line just a little bit, open up a little bit of space there. Hall made a great play, uh, sucking the guy over, and he had all day to find room. Hall's assist was his second of the night, giving him 400 for his career. Uh, This came after he narrowly escaped serious injury after he took a skate to the left side of his face as Bergeron was scoring uh, the Bruins goal at 4.43 of the third period. He was just outside the crease, struck in the cheek, but he remained on the bench, celebrated the goal even as the Bruins training staff uh, fixed him up. He's a really tough kid, Grizzlick said. Seemed like he was bleeding all night, uh, getting some high sticks, getting the skate. Uh, Everybody's happy. He's all right. And Hall Posture not going really well right now. So it's fun to play with both of them, he said. And, you know, they need both of them in the lineup to uh, succeed, certainly. Posternock led the way with nine shots on goal. He had an assist on Grizzlick's winner. Uh, Hall with the two assists, 
chipped in four shots on goal. Um, Bergeron scored. He had six shots on goal. Uh, so it was a great game for the top players. Uh, Marshan chipped in five shots. He had an assist. Jake DeBrusque, uh, he had four shots on goal in this one. And again, as we get closer to the deadline, his time with the Bruins may be winding down here as they have, I believe, two games remaining before uh, the March 21st deadline. Big bear of the night, though. I'm giving it to Grizzlick. He had that game winner. You know, he's had a tough couple of years in and out of the lineup with injuries. He just missed games with injury, illness, came in, had uh, 19 minutes of ice time, scored a goal on uh, two shots, or sorry, three shots, two hits. Uh, He blocked a shot as well. Shout out to Derek Forbort for blocking eight shots in this one. And, you know, as we look to the deadline, you talk about, uh, I've seen so many people saying the Bruins need help on the left side. The Bruins need help on the left side. They signed two guys that are left-hand shots this past summer in Forbort and Riley. You have Grizzlick, who went pair with McAvoy, one of the best defensive pairings in the NHL. You have Yurho Vakaninen waiting in the wings when he returns from injury. Jack Ashan has come in and played well. And so it's the right side, I believe, that needs some solidification, some depth. And uh, we'll get here in a moment to some trade deadline rumblings. But just a quick update on what the Bruins have been able to do so far in 2021. I'm sorry, 2022. Uh, second most points in the NHL, 49 points. They're 23-8-3 and three in 2022, 49 points, uh, six back of Colorado. They have played a high amount of games, so you have to look at the point percentage as well. They're fourth in the NHL behind Colorado, Florida, Carolina. Um, And tonight they play a Minnesota Wild team that has been struggling a bit as of late, 15-11-2 in 2022, a 571 uh, point percentage. Uh, this year, they are in a fight to hold on to a playoff spot. Right now, I believe they're in a wild card spot uh, in the Western Conference. Four points up on Vegas uh, with Dallas, Vancouver, Winnipeg, Anaheim uh, lurking as well. Um, so, yeah, it should be a very entertaining game tonight. The wild, yeah, wild to watch. And uh, they have some great offensive talent that uh, can really, yeah, put up points on any given night. Kirill Kaprizov, obviously, uh, leading the way for them in scoring with 73 points. Matt Zuccarello, Kevin Fiala, Ryan Hartman, Marcus Foligno playing against his brother. That's always entertaining. And speaking of Nick, uh, major congratulations for reaching the 1,000 game mark last night. Uh, I know a lot of Bruins fans lament that signing. Not too high on Felino as a member of the Bruins, but I think he had, uh, you know, those injury issues early on. He seems to be getting a bit more comfortable in his role right now, a checking role, and I have a feeling we're going to see his importance emerge here down the stretch 
and into the postseason, not only on the ice, but also um, as a leader in the locker room. I want to thank you once again for making Locked on Bruins your first listen every day. Don't forget to check out the um, Locked on Fantasy Hockey Podcasts. Host Steel Roden, Flip Livingstone help you become the experts of your fantasy league. Free and available wherever you get podcasts. Tomorrow on this podcast, we will wrap up tonight's game against the Minnesota Wild. And uh, yeah, keep you up to date on all things related to the trade deadline. Darren Dreger of TSN tweeting this morning that Jacob Chikrin's injury may not be as serious, serious as was originally feared. Could be back on the ice later this week. Originally, it was said that he could miss two to four weeks. Still a strong chance he is traded, according to Drager, with L.A. and Boston committed to staying in the hunt with multiple peace offers. So what does that mean? What could the package look like? I mean, for me, it would probably be DeBrusque, Vakaninen, Stodnika, perhaps a first-round pick as well. Maybe they want – I'm sure they're asking for Lori or Lysel. Um, Lysel, I think, should not be in any trade consideration. Lori, you could go either way on. If you're adding a guy like Chikrin who's going to come in and be uh, a presence on the blue line for years to come, uh, then perhaps Lori could be sent out, but I would uh, prefer to keep to keep him uh, for sure. Now, the thing with Chikrin is he's not at all a rental. He is under contract for three more seasons at a very reasonable cap hit of four point six million. Uh, so that's obviously Don Sweeney's music. He loves guys who are under control and um yeah that looks like it still has uh some legs to it now last week on the podcast i mentioned pk suban and uh kristen shilton and greg washinsky of espn posted a 2022 trade deadline guide for all 32 teams and here's what they said about the bruins uh, the team's most obvious need is left side defense. I disagree. And the Bruins have been looking at PK Subban ever since New Jersey GM Tom Fitzgerald stated publicly the club doesn't have depending UFA in its plans for the future. Sure, he's a right shot. Again, that's what the Bruins need. Some depth behind McAvoy, Carlo Clifton. Subban's a versatile veteran who can patch holes and take some pressure off could come on the cheap and he'll be motivated by Boston's contender status. So not just me now uh, musing or wondering if that's a possibility. It seems as though there is possibly something to that. And the Bruins have indeed expressed interest there. Uh, So like I said, the Bruins have three, two games remaining. Sorry, before the trade deadline, they play tonight in Minnesota tomorrow off then Friday night at Winnipeg, uh, a rare weekend off 
before playing the Montreal Canadiens uh, at the Bell Center on Monday night, just uh, four hours after the trade deadline. Probably no changes before tonight, but could we see something? I wouldn't be surprised if we see something from the Bruins Saturday or Sunday in order to get any new pieces in the lineup for that game against uh, the Canadians. And then they have a couple big ones coming up after that to round out the month, including home games against uh, the Lightning and the Toronto Maple Leafs, two teams that they are chasing in the standings at the moment. Uh, so very interesting times. Uh, one deal yesterday, uh, Tyson Jost sent to the Minnesota Wild for Nico Sturm. Uh, Avalanche somehow bringing in a player who fits a role while also shedding some cap space. So um, they seem to be priming up for even more moves after already adding Josh Manson, possibly Claude Giroux. Tyler Bertuzzi, Sean Monahan have been added to the list of trade targets per Frank Saravelli. Uh could the Bruins be interested in Monaghan as a second-line center in a potential Jake DeBrusque trade? We know he wants to go west. Um, Six million there. I don't know if the Bruins could afford that or want to take that on at the moment. Um, Drager also mentioned the Bruins when it comes to uh, Andrew Kopp, who was injured. Um, Jacob Middleton's name still out there. The Bruins seem to have a lot of balls in the air here when it comes to the trade deadline. And you can be sure I'll be all over whatever happens here on the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast today. Like I said, off to the aquarium with the family, but wouldn't be the first time that I reported or filmed a video for breaking news on the Bruins when the uh, Charlie McAvoy signing came down i was at a museum of uh nature in ottawa with my kids and recorded a video from the lobby there so let's see if that happens again uh follow locked nhl bruins on twitter for all the latest follow at enc mclaren thanks for listening we'll be back again tomorrow with some fresh locked nhl bruins here on the locked on boston bruins podcast part of the locked on podcast network your favorite team every single day take care friends